Welcome to Uncontained, episode 178. I'm your host, Aaron Static Render, and on the show today, I have a return guest, and uh, this is an episode unlike I've done before. Um, normally, I'm interviewing people who are doing stuff in the entertainment industry. Now, now this guest is running for governor of West Virginia. Today, I'm speaking with Billy Singhaz. How are you doing today, Billy? Really good, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Doing great. It's been a while since we've talked, dude. So a lot has changed since then, but still a lot hasn't. You still kind of have the same theme of being active in the political scene. And now you're running for governor of West Virginia. So how how did uh, how did this come about? Well, it's, uh, it's kind of been a long process trying to create change and uh, getting uh, politically involved and, and socially engaged and um, learning the ins and the outs of how this country is supposed to run and uh, learning the framework and and figuring out the formula, you know, and, and then after that, you know, just figuring out how to hack the system, so to speak. And it turns out that uh, if you want to create big change, the best way to do that is at a state level. Um, where there's some accountability and where it's easier to organize people for action and uh, to get your voice heard, so to speak, in a way that can set an example for the rest of the nation. Every evolutionary change that's happened in this country uh, has happened at a state level first. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's how we began to free the slaves. It's how we ended alcohol prohibition. It's how we're ending prohibition. Uh, it's how we can revolutionize the education system. And in doing that, you know, we can set an example of how becoming uh, engaged citizens can revolutionize all areas of human endeavor okay all right so um what was it that like sparked like the decision that today i'm going to run for governor uh well it was just kind of i guess coming to the knowledge that that is the most prime position to create change um, because we have the 10th Amendment, we know we have states' rights, like the people have the ability to create an enormous amount of change at a state level. Um, and, you know, if a governor can stand up for the people and, and lead the people in the right direction, um, then, you know, we that state can set an example for all of the states to follow suit. And so that's why I run for governor is because that is the most prime position to create change. Uh, I believe that the people are ready and, and they want it. And it's just really about getting somebody at the top who can help fast track these changes, so to speak. And uh, I believe that West Virginia is in a prime position for that change. There's already uh, a lot of energy around uh, problems with education. And so, you know, for a governor to stand up and say, hey, well, I'm willing to work with the people and fix these problems, uh, that state is ready, is, is, like I say, is primed and ready to go. Okay. All right. Very cool, man. So now I hear you talking about the people, the people, the people a lot. And I, I'm assuming that's kind of where you came up with your party name and what you're focused on, correct? I, if I'm not mistaken, you are running as the people party, correct? Correct. The people party. And that is because my only political leanings are with the interests of the people. When asked if you are Republican or Democrat, how do you answer that question? I say I'm right down the middle. Uh, and that's that's just the truth is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm able to relate with uh, the most conservative people and the most liberal people and usually able to find a common ground uh, to have an enjoyable and very productive conversation. Uh, and in my experience, most people actually do kind of sit there in the middle a little bit. You know, they have some things they're really strong about, but for the most part, 
um, generally people just kind of want to live in harmony with other people, you know, and it's like, hey, as long as you're not hurting anybody or their property, you know, we're, we're cool. So, uh, you know, I think that it's, it's the right place to be. I believe that's, that's where the large, the, the bulk of our uh, population, uh, both at a state level and at a national level, actually resides. Very cool, man. So how has West Virginia been uh, reacting to this? How have they been uh, taking this? Because a lot of people like that haven't been to West Virginia may see, think West Virginia very conservative. Uh, that would be a misconception. Uh, there are conservative people in West Virginia. However, um, everybody who I speak to, and well, not everybody who I speak to, but 99.9% of those people who I speak to um, are, you know, for the most part, pretty progressive. And even like people who are on the conservative side still want to see change and, you know, they want to see education get, you know, uh, you know, get a full transformation into something that actually makes sense and actually repairs children for the future. Uh, that, you know, they, they, they don't want to be ripped off by the, you know, the people at the Capitol who are, you know, taking money and not really giving them the results that we should be getting for the amount of money that they're working with. Um, so, you know, for the most part, you know, my campaign really isn't about going to the right or to the left, but it's about, you know, uh, actually serving the people um, and serving their best interest uh, in a way that, like, you know, that's giving them the results that they go, okay, cool, the, the system's working for me, it's working for us. Uh, so, you know, that's that's a pretty that's that's a pretty broad but yet common ground that everybody seems to agree on. How do you know what the people want? How did you want? Uh you know, go out and did you do research on this or did you uh, do a survey or how, how are you uh, knowing what the people want? Um, well, I've actually been a person my entire life. So uh, that's, that's, <laughs> that's good that's, to know. <laughs> I that on my side, so that gives me uh, some authority to speak on their behalf. Okay. But uh, I've actually hitchhiked around the country um, with a, docu a document uh, called Declaration of Freedom and Peace. And I met nothing but Americans. And then I've traveled all over the state of West Virginia, and I've met nothing but West Virginians. And most conversations, like I've just mentioned, have all been um, kind of in, in the same vein of like, yeah, we're getting ripped off, and the people at the top really don't care about us. And it would be nice if there wasn't so much corruption, uh, because then I think that this state could actually run a lot better than it currently is. Um, so having somebody just come out on that platform of I'm going to run a, a completely transparent campaign and just to serve as a governor, completely transparent every day, you know, with a camera around my neck, so to speak, you know, as we're making great strides, you know, it's really going to be an example to the rest of the nation. It's like what they can do when the people actually focus in on their local communities and they put that work in, that citizen engagement can change everything. So. You know, this is something that can put West Virginia on the map in a new way. You know, it's like, wow, they're doing the best in education in the nation right now. They're also making great strides in all areas of human endeavor. So, you know, I personally think that this is like the move that West Virginians, a lot of West Virginians are waiting for. You know, it's something to really happen in this state, you know? Yeah. For the most part, nothing major has really happened in this state except the things that people aren't exactly happy with. Yeah, so it'd be good to bring some good change. One of the things that I've noticed, like, from your Facebook page and the videos that you have on uh, your Facebook page, Revolutionize West Virginia, is education is one of your main things. What are some of the things that you have planned that you want to do for teachers? And because uh, I know you mentioned you wanted to get them paid well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so there's a three-step plan, which is uh, passing legislation that puts the power back in the classroom. Um when we do that, you know, we get the best results. We've seen that around the world. Any education system that has, like, you know, pulled itself up by its bootstraps, so to speak, and done the work to, to better the system, is uh, it, it starts there, you know. 
um, the information should come from the classrooms and then trickle up to the uh, to the boardrooms for making final decisions, um, not the other way around. Uh, that being said, uh, there's systems that need to be put in place in order to make sure that that's happening, and that's the second step, which is the uh, successful systems of continued teacher improvement. Um, you know, this is uh, explained in a way that's like basically teachers can meet as little as once a week, and uh, they can discuss how the processes of the trying are working and not working, and uh, you know. From there, we you know we pick things apart, and this isn't about like oh you know um, how can you you can't go forward with a perfect system you know what what kind of problems are you going to run into? Hey, we're already dealing with a lot of problems. Um, we got to play jazz. We got to get in there. And we got to try these things. We're not going to try things that don't come you know well recommended from other uh, schools that have already gone through these processes. You know the information's out there. We have a few problems and we have so many solutions. So yeah. we're going to start playing solutions and find out which ones fit for the state of West Virginia. Uh, so that would be the second step. And then the third step, of course, is while they're doing that in, in the in the schoolrooms or in the in the schoolhouses and the school in the uh, classrooms, uh, you know, in the office or you know back in the uh, in the state capitol, you know, we're figuring out how to get these teachers more money. Uh, so you know, I want to do like basically a full audit on the budget, which you know should be done every uh, every new governor should do that. Um, so you know, we'll do that and we'll try to find you know where inefficiencies lie, and we'll take that money and we'll redirect it to the education system. Uh, while we're doing that, we're also going to be, you know, totally introducing uh, cash crops like such as medical cannabis and industrial hemp, which is going to create a, a huge amount of revenue. We're talking billions of dollars, not just yeah. millions, but billions of dollars in tax revenue. And that's not even the money that's being added to the to the local economy through like small businesses and things like that. But that's just literally the tax revenue. So when you're pulling in money like that, you can obviously, uh, you know, you can afford to get a teacher's what they're worth. Um, and that's just, you know, those are just some basic, you know, ideas. There's so many other ways that we can uh, create money for the teachers. So I think it's the, the fact that uh, it's not a profit producing system for anybody is the reason why uh, nobody's going forward with any initiative to really change education. Uh, but obviously, I value something more than profits um, because my uh, campaign promise uh, to fix education is actually that I'll, uh, I'll take the salary of the governor, which is 150000 a year, and, uh, and I'll, I'll divide that up into five and $10,000 gift certificates, and we can distribute them at a teacher's recognition award ceremony. I think that these are the real rock stars of our society. These are the people who are literally molding the minds of our future, who are, who are setting up our future with the tools that they need to succeed. Um, and, you know, if we can shine some light on these people and make this, you know, something like, like is, if we can put as much attention on them as we do on the movie stars and the rock stars of the world, then I think that that is a worthwhile investment. Um, and I think that that's something that can help create energy around education and help bring more money to education. And, you know, the first year, let's say, okay, we have 150,000, or I actually think I can get, I can double that with donations. We've got 300,000 to, to give out to teachers each year. That's just the first year. Imagine what happens the second year and the third year, and then when other states get involved or we get celebrities involved who are willing to make huge donations or whatever has to happen. But it's like you take these little baby steps and who knows what we can build. But we got to shine that light in that direction in order to get things going there. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely, definitely, man. Uh, and, you know, maybe if you do shine that light on the teachers and make them, as you said, as much of a rock stars as like Hollywood people and film stars and uh, stuff, maybe more people will want to teach and bring their qualifications to it, a whole new, their aspect of it, you know, so make it be a coveted job. You're 100% right. And that's the great thing about 
doing this and bringing that kind of attention to education as well as like raising the pay for the teachers is you're going to have more people wanting to become teachers pe people who are who are uh who are going to create more competition in that field so as that competition builds like more and more people will become better and better teachers and so like we're just by like i said putting that kind of energy into education it's just it's going to do nothing but yield great results I feel you there, man. I feel you. I got I got a question for you about the education system. You know, a lot of people not only cut money to the education system, the funding for it, but they also are cutting the funding for the arts, music, and theater programs. Do you have anything special in, line, in mind for them? Well, I mean, I think creativity is everything. Um, you look at the biggest businesses in the world, they wouldn't be uh, the biggest corporations in the world, and they wouldn't be that successful if they weren't creative. You look at Apple, Amazon, you name it, um, Tesla, creativity um, is everything. Um, if we're going to, as a society, we have to stay creative. You have to stay innovative. Um, that's how you solve problems is you, you, you have to be creative. And when kids are into music and art, dance, you name it, um, anything creative. Uh, when we when we awaken those things inside of children, that's going to make them twice the humans they would be if they didn't have that creativity. I mean, you know, not all kids are creative. Some kids, you know, whatever, they do other things, you know. But just you know, um, you know, using those parts of the brain, you know, and like that's that's going to wake children up in ways they maybe they weren't the best drawer, or maybe they aren't that good at uh, playing an instrument or something like that. But just having those programs available is going to make some it, studies have shown that it just it makes people better and, and even in areas that, that they do excel even if they're not that great at the arts so just having those things available is you're going to do nothing but awaken things inside of children that are going to give them the tools to succeed for the rest of their life so the arts programs definitely need to succeed and i would definitely put attention towards that i'm an artist i'm a very creative individual myself so obviously i would want i would want to bring as much attention to that as possible um i think that there's a lot of things that a governor could do and just being a creative governor going out and spending the you know days in schools and running around with kids and like doing things and coming up with creative ideas and ways that we could use existing systems without even putting any money into it but just by being creative to keep creativity into schools um that we could already make great strides so then you know we'll get the money from you know tax revenue from you know new crops and yada 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 uh i think we could do uh, a lot of great things so yes creativity in schools and the arts in schools would be like definitely uh right up there with literacy and being able to perform mathematics very cool, man. There's one other thing that stuck out at me when uh, I was watching your videos on your Facebook page. Once again, revolutionized West Virginia. And it was that when you are elected governor, you will wear like a uh, body cam into all your meetings and have it streaming so people can see your workings and what you're doing. Where did you get that idea from? Same thing as I get all the ideas. I'm just like, I don't know, kind of listening to whatever's guiding me, you know, uh, ultimately that's just, that's just a good idea that like, why not? So we got to look at it. Okay. Like people are the power, right? So let's say you hire security guards and, you know, administrators and stuff to like run your house. Well, let's say they stop doing the job that you hired them to do. You put some security keepers in your place and find out who's doing what. And so you figure out who to fire. Right. So, <laughs> so essentially, true. I mean, I mean, we put, we put uh, body cams on our, uh, on our police officers for a reason, you know, should we not be taking the same measures with, you know, our politicians who are making million dollar decisions, billion dollar decisions, decisions that affect our everyday lives. I mean, this to me just seems like a very common sense, you know, like this is the next step that we should be taking. The ne as far as like us moving forward as a human race, 
we got to stop thinking about the me and start thinking about the we. So we need better systems of organization. Um, and this is, I think, the very next step in that system of organization is creating complete systems of complete transparency. And it is so easy with the technology that we have to hook up a camera and to live stream every meeting that we're having, every debate, with a governor who's ready to go in there and represent the voice of the people uh, and create that kind of up-to-date citizen engagement. Um, if we're going to go through a serious like revolutionary transition, that is absolutely necessary. Um, it's necessary for the, to have the trust of the people in order to make these big decisions, you know, to know that, hey, listen, this guy's going to live stream everything every day. He's got nothing to hide. And if we got a problem with it, we can bring it up the day it happens, you know, like, yeah. uh, I engage with, I engage with everybody. So like, you know, it, it, trust me, we have enough time to, to, to hear the voice of the people. It's the, if they're, if they're watching and they have a problem, we can get to it real quick. Um, so ultimately, like, that's just the next step. You know, if we can watch the numbers fluctuate on the NASDAQ and the Dow, then we can watch the, the ebbs and the flows of the trends of how people are feeling about decisions that we're making as we're going through this transition. Uh, so going live is something that's absolutely necessary. And there's actually this really cool technology that I can't wait to expose as soon as we start going live, like with the campaign and stuff like that. But I'm going to do some live streaming where I'm like interviewing people and like going out and, about. and check it out. So you set up the camera and the camera literally picks out the faces in the room and then whoever's speaking, the camera will zoom in on them. And oh, so nice. like it really could yeah, and it does this live, and the camera costs two hundred bucks. Okay, like it's, it's already on the way, but uh, it's literally the coolest little device. Okay, so that's just one level of like what we can do. But then we can take it to the next level. I already got a guy who I'm working with. Uh, his name is Jake Taylor. He's absolutely amazing, um, and you know he's ready to come out into the streets with me and like you know whatever film live, and we can live stream. So we keep be running and gunning, shooting entertaining shots, like you know while we're out there in the streets, like shooting live. Like this is something that can be happening up to date every day during the campaign, as well as. Um, you know, uh, when I'm in office. So uh, the, the technology is there. I think the people would love to see something like this, especially while we're going through such an exciting transition. Like this would be highly entertaining. And I think it would really set a precedent for what can happen across the nation. And then, like I said, moving us forward, like this is a new system of organization. And I think we're ready for it as a society. I love the idea that you're getting uh, technology involved in it and opening up the whole campaign process, the whole uh, governorship once, uh, you know, once you get that election. And I think that it would be very important to get cameras on politicians. Could you imagine if uh, Trump had to have a, have a camera on him so you could watch him live tweet and everything? <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, I actually, I can't imagine it. And that's why I'm out here preaching it. Um, and that's just the truth. And, you know, I, I've actually had conversations with people where they've said like, oh, well, you know, when you're dealing at that high level, you know, you're going to have to have secret meetings. There's things that like that people, that people shouldn't know and stuff. And I said, you know, what? I'll give you that at a national level, but at a state level, give me an example of what you're talking about. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it, there was silence. And I said, you can come back to me at any point when when you think you're ready. Now, personally, I would rather even have it that kind of transparency at a national level. But, you know, I'm not even running for a national level. So that's that's not my concern. But at a state level, I am. And I can guarantee you that there's going to be no situation where the people shouldn't know what's going on in their own house. I agree with that completely, man. And I think uh, I think you could start a trend here. Thank you so much. And I'll say one more thing. Let's say you have the problem with privacy and say, well, well, some people don't, you know, want to be live, you know, blah, 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 for whatever reason. Maybe they just don't even like being on camera, you know, well, we can turn the camera away from you. Or I'll say, OK, I'll give you the concession. I'll go in the meeting because the people trust that as soon as I walk out of this meeting, I won't tell them exactly what went on in there. Yeah. You know, I can go. We can do it however you want to go, you know, like, uh, <laughs> but, but guaranteed, you know, people should know that, like, 
that's what they're getting is they're getting the governor who's going to keep it real and raw 100% every step of the way. I like that, man. I like that. And it, uh, it is refreshing to hear people running for office with that point of view. In West Virginia, this is happening now, and hopefully, you know, it continues to spread and people come up with new ideas across the nation and uh, try to put the people first in their campaign because that's who's electing you anyway. So you have some really cool stuff going on, like you said, the teacher stuff, the camera. And now what advice would you have for somebody who isn't to the level where you're at trying to run for governor, but wants to wants to be involved with politics, get involved in their local area? Um, from my experience, uh, do the work, whatever that is. Uh, I, I've done the work. Uh, that's that's how I got where I'm at. Um, where I'm ready to stand up for the people. I've fed the homeless for years. Uh, I've hitchhiked across this country. I have uh, volunteered for other campaigns. I have protested. I have uh, educated myself. I have written uh, literature uh, set um, to hopefully inspire change. I have done all the, lo- all the small things um, and the big things, but I've done all the small things necessary um, to be able to do you know the big things and if you can't do the small things then you know don't try to step up into the big things because uh you you need to be able to look everybody in the eye every step of the way and be like i got this you know whether some if somebody's shooting you down if you're gonna fight for the people and somebody's coming at you with you know some some pushback you know some rhetoric some they're more knowledgeable about the situation you know they got the they got the the um they got the game to spit at you to try to make you look like you don't know what's going on you have to be able to stand there with the authority and say no i know what's best for the people i've talked to the people i'm with the people you're i'm one of the people you know, and so you got to do that work. If you do that work, then you got nothing to worry about. Get out there and do it. You know, you know, you know what you're doing. Represent the people. Um, but that's the only advice I got. Is, you know, do the work. Whatever, whatever the spirit, whatever your higher power guides you to, and um, says, hey, here's the next. Here's how you're going to learn. You know, do that. Do that work. Nice, nice. And what would you say somebody could do if they're in West Virginia and want to help out with your campaign? contact me um just hit me up and say hey uh i would like to help and tell me what your uh what your skills what your resources where your heart's at um how you would like to help and even if you don't know how but you want to help you just hit me up and we'll figure it out uh all right so that's uh that's it yeah just hit me up and, and let me know you want to help uh, share the videos uh i got more videos coming uh we're actually shooting three more videos tomorrow and uh like three more videos after that and i'm gonna keep shooting videos for the next two months and then in november when we're a year out Basically, I'll take whatever grassroots uh, energy we've we've created, and I'll announce that we're doing a legit campaign, and we'll rebrand it. We'll do everything all new with a campaign manager and like a good you know, five man team ready to ready to you know tour the tour the state and hit every every county and and go out and just you know have a great time like you know fellowshipping with the people. So uh, so anything you want to do between now and November, let me know. Hit me up. All right. And once again, uh, Revolutionize West Virginia, is you, is that the best one to get a hold of you at? The best Facebook page? Uh, yeah, the Facebook page. That's where the party's at. All right. All right. So now we've talked a lot about this, or actually we've at least touched on it some. What are you doing right now to uh, promote yourself? Um. Well, I started off with, uh, I just created, I had three videos that I wanted to do. I had a lot of videos that I wanted to do, but I was like, uh, let me just create three. 
and create a, a landing page and do the Facebook and the Instagram. And then we'll just kind of like beta test from there. Uh, I, I designed three posters. I did some door hangers and some business cards and, uh, and everything right now is just, you know, this is my heart guys. Boom. You know, just laying it out there. Be like, this is something I want to do. And I didn't, I didn't know, you know, what it was going to be like. I, I, could, I honestly, in my heart, I thought like, all right, it'd be like 50% hate, 50% love, you know? Uh, <laughs> but pretty much been a hundred percent love. Uh, there was one guy who like came to my page and put a couple frowny faces on, you know, on the response or the reactions, but he did it like all at once. So I know he didn't even like look at the stuff. I actually got excited. I thought like, Oh cool. Somebody's going to like leave some negative comment and I'm going to get to spin it in the gold, you know? Like, so I was like, here we go, you know? Um, but he never said anything. So, uh, that was the only, that's the only, um, non-positive thing that's happened so far. So it's obviously it's, it's really been overwhelmingly, uh, like, blissful just everything i've been going through is just like listening to the comments and getting messages from people and just the encouragement has just been like like oh my goodness it just feels so good i just it's been nothing but encouragement so you know whatever i'm just creating creating more videos and i think that you know this video shares and stuff uh will help lead to you know building a following and like i say by november hopefully we're in a position where it's like yo we we got the voice of the people here let's do this and we'll announce like a legit campaign and like i say we'll rebrand it and go out and, and we'll hit it up like you know this is just as hard as any other campaign you've ever seen you know but i guarantee you that once we get this is what what you see what you what you'll see if you go to that page like this is what i could do myself like if we got a team like bro the site everything like we're we're gonna be at presidential level running for state level you know Right on, man. I like that. I like that. So if you, uh, you know, have something, a service you can provide, uh, hit Billy up with that. Now, you said you got a lot of uh, Facebook comments. Have you had anybody give you an idea or something that you are adapting into your campaign? Uh, pretty much everything that anybody hits me with is, uh, you know, putting seasoning in the sauce. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> and that's the idea, uh, essentially. Um, I, you know, anytime anybody gives me a good idea, something that like I need to do a video on, um, I'm, I'm going to do a video on that. For instance, uh, a good friend of mine from high school, actually even all the way back to middle school and elementary school, uh, Lori Loy, um, she may have a different last name at this point. Uh, that used to be her name growing up. Hey, Lori. <laughs> um, you hit me up and wanted you know talk about like you know mental health awareness and things like that and i you know i immediately responded i was like this is huge you know i think this is a major thing that needs to happen in our society uh, and this is something that we can inject obviously into the school systems from you know grade school all the way on up to high school um you know it's, you know developing strong emotional uh intelligence and uh, making sure that people have the skills that they need to manage stress and to resolve conflict and uh, you know just kind of live in harmony with each other even though we all come from different perspectives and you know have different backgrounds so uh you know that being said you know uh that's a video that will come out that was you know inspired by you know a friend and i can't think of her name right now uh but anyway she asked me about foster care and uh so you know i'm actually i'm taking a lot of information from her i'm going to contact her soon uh to sit down with some people who she uh thinks that i should talk to so i can find out what we can do to better the foster care situations uh in the state you know, and that, that may be a video that comes out as well you know that's a concern that you know had never even dawned on me you know and i told her straight up i was like hey you know this is something i know very little about um so i would love to learn from you so that way i can you know represent the industry. and i'll tell you something else if okay. there's something that I, you know, I tell you something if there's something that i do not know um that that, that I'm, I'm i'm gonna be a sponge you know and i'm gonna suck it up and i'm gonna use you know every resource i have to to make sure that i that i learn about it as fast as possible um but ultimately um as a governor 
my goal wouldn't be to ever speak on other people's behalf, but my goal would be to put the actual people who are doing this work in the room with the legislators and I say, pick up the pen, write down what these people say, and if that bill doesn't match what I just heard, then guess what? It's going to get a veto. Um, <laughs> that is that is how the state should run. Um, so, you know, it, pretty much in any situation, wherever there's concern or there's need for uh, revolutionizing, um, then, you know, that that is how I would handle the situation. I obviously educate myself, uh, but then I would take in the education from the actual people who are in these locations and doing these jobs. And then I would get those people together with the actual people who are writing the legislation. And I would make sure that this is all working out the way that it's supposed to work out. Um, and I think that that is the most efficient, effective way to make that happen. So that would be my policy in moving forward with that. Yeah, that's a novel idea. It almost doesn't sound like politics. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like people helping people, you know? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> All right, man. So um, speaking of the campaign and getting people involved and everything like that, what do you want people to remember or take away about your campaign after it's all said and done? That we didn't get political. We got real people about it, you know? Like we just, we just kept it about this is what we're supposed to do. You know, like this is like the people's voice, just, you know, just keeping it at that. You know, there's not even necessarily the right verbiage for that. So, like, we just we just kept it real people-y. You know, we didn't get political at all. The people party, you know. Uh, I don't know what to say about what, what would I want people to, to remember about this campaign other than, like, that's how it's done. You know, that's how you do it. That's how you do that work. Um, if people walked away from that and said, or walked away from this, or you know, from the outside looking in, could say uh, something about it, I would want them to say that's how it's done. You know. Nice, nice, and I, I could see that. Uh, I, I like the the approach that you're taking so far. And from what I've seen on uh, your Facebook page, uh, the videos that you've posted, it sounds like you've got some really good ideas and uh, I'm looking forward to hearing more of them. So at this point, what would you say would be a highlight or two of uh, your campaign that you care to share so far? A highlight or two? I, you know, I've just really been overwhelmed. Like every comment from a friend or a post has just been like just it just pushes me over i think i'm maxed out on like being inspired or just like ready you know to take on the world so to speak you know and then another comment comes in and it just it takes me to an even other level you know uh that oh first highlight ever patience of beery my girl pay pay uh, she posted as soon as, like, as soon as I went live. I was sitting there and I wasn't planning on going live until September 1st. So, by the way, everything that's happening right now is extra. Okay. Right? This is all like pregame stuff to me. Like, I haven't even really, like, I didn't plan on going live until September 1st. So, um, but as soon as I was, you know, I was sitting in the coffee shop and I was like, okay, I think we're, I think we're ready. I think everything is in the spirit. It was just like, well, share it with the people. What are you writing on? You know, so I did. I just like randomly just was like, okay, here it is. And uh, like immediately my friend Patience, um, who's just the most amazing person, uh, she posted this uh, thing and she said something like, uh, you know, this is this is my friend. He's, he's awesome. And, uh, and I'm so proud. And I can't think of a better candidate or whatever she said. It was something like that. And that was the first highlight. That was just like, oh, my goodness. I'm good. If Pay agrees. I know I'm good. <laughs> pay, pay, patients like me, she she got the voice of the people for sure. She knows what the people want to. Nice. Um, so yeah, so I was like, if she's got my back, she's got my back. And then or if she's got my back, the people got my back. Um, other than that, uh, 
guess this guy, uh, Jake Taylor, who's I'm um, getting ready to start working with, he was pretty cool. He hit me up and he was like, bro, I'm ready to go on the road with this. Let's rock. I was like, yes, brother. <laughs> uh, he, he shoots uh, videos and stuff like that. So we're going to get together and shoot some of these videos. Um, there's there's one and two. Those are the those are the top two. And I, I man, I I hate that anybody else got left out because I could sit here and be like, uh, you know, like giving a list of like everybody who's made a comment and tell you how those were the you know those were the highlights. But I had to pick two. I'll say those. And then uh, everybody else has just been so amazing. And the strangers and the people who've come through and just shared messages with me. Um, it's just been amazing. Uh, and my friend Justin Patton, who's killing it uh, down in Huntington. Um, Wow, just, just so many people. Okay, I can't, I can't stop. It's just, it, uh, I, I have to keep doing this because the people are loving it, you know. So it's just, it's, it's really been overwhelming. Yeah, dude, those are some great highlights, and I'm sure you'll have a lot more people to thank uh, once you get to uh, that inauguration point. Back. Like, I also have to thank somebody. Uh, actually, as I just after I finished looking at uh, your site, saw that you were running for West Virginia governor, I got a message from my friend Dan Hample, who uh, actually set up our first interview here for Uncontained. And he's like, Dude, I have somebody you should interview. He's running for governor of West Virginia. I'm like, are you talking about Billy? He's like, yeah. And then he's like, yeah, you should definitely have him on. And then I started even looking more into what you were talking about. And then I was like, yeah, let's do this. Let's get him on the show and uh, get this rolling, help get that voice out. So thank you, Dan. Dan Hample for uh, once again making another connection on the show. Yes, Dan, thank you. And Dan is another person who I, you know, I wish I would have mentioned with the highlights, you know, but he posted an amazing comment. He knows me so well. He just laid it out. I was like, Dan, you want to write my speeches, buddy? Um, <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much, Dan. Yeah, that that's awesome, Billy. It's been great talking to you today, catching up since it's been a couple years since I talked to you last. And uh, it's time for that final question of the show, man, the title question of the show. Billy Singh has, how do you live uncontained? Oh, in so many ways. Um, I live uncontained simply by just um, doing what I'm told to do uh, by by my heart or, you know, by my higher self, by my higher power. Um, the world wants you to be, you know, what it wants you to be. And it's uh, usually a taxpayer and uh, somebody who doesn't really lift his head up much and take a look at what's going around. Um, this world is so full of distraction and, and, and everything else that just keeps people from, that, from actually creating the change that needs to be created. And I think that it's important that we really uh, tap in to what's important and, and why we believe why we're alive and that we live for that. All right, man. Well, uh, thank you, dude. Um, I got one final thing for you to do, and that is signing off the show. Billy, will you do me the honor of signing off the show tonight? Oh, yes, sir. Um, I'm Billy Singhaz. I'm running for governor 2020, and I live uncontained. And that does it for another episode of Uncontained. Thank you to Billy Singhaz for joining me, and also to Dan Hample for helping uh, set this interview up. It was great catching up with Billy and uh, seeing what he's up to, running for governor in West Virginia. Sounds like he has some really cool ideas. I look forward to hearing more from him. And a political party that's focused on the people. That's kind of a novel concept. It's cool to see... Um, 
the evolution of Billy's progress from back in the We the People days, so you can check out on his earlier episode here on Uncontained, to now where he's running for governor of West Virginia. To keep up with Billy and his campaign, make sure you add him on Facebook at Revolutionizing West Virginia, and uh, you can follow his campaign and uh, see see where he takes West Virginia. I know this episode wasn't your typical episode of Uncontained, so I definitely want to know what you thought about it. So please leave me a message on Facebook or Instagram and let me know what you think. It's at Uncontained Pod on either of them. If you aren't following me there, make sure you do. And uh, also... Yeah, if you aren't subscribed, what are you waiting for? There's now a way you can get paid to listen to Uncontained. That's right. It is PodCoin. You can follow me on PodCoin and actually get paid for listening to Uncontained and your other favorite podcasts as if you if there is such a thing but uh yeah you can get paid in pod coins which can be traded in for gift cards or be donated to charity to help end hunger and things like that so check it out follow uncontained on PodCoin, and uh yeah get paid to listen to the podcast there you go thank you for listening and next time you may be getting paid for it until that time until next time Live uncontained.